1 Corinthians Part 2 Paul started this letter by scolding the church for dividing themselves into groups that judge others. He then dealt with several sins that had found root within the assembly. He went on to say, You asked about several things, so I'll answer each of them. The first deals with eating meat that has been offered to idols. Of course, we know that an idol isn't really a god. It's just a piece of wood or stone. Still, eating this type of meat may offend someone who has just come out of idolatry. We should never sin against a fellow Christian. Therefore, I've determined not to do anything that causes a brother to stumble in his faith. Here's another rule to live by. Do whatever is lawful to win others to Christ. You've seen my example. I've set aside many privileges and have become all things to all people so I could win some. It's like a runner who does whatever it takes to win a race. This requires self-control in every area of life. He doesn't do anything that slows him down, and all of this for an earthly prize. My reward is eternal. Therefore, I do whatever it takes to win. God will make sure you're not tempted in any way that is beyond your ability to resist. You'll always find a way of escape if you look for it. All of this has to do with eating meat served to idols. Focus on helping others and establishing your faith. When someone invites you over for a meal, eat it without asking questions. But if they say it was offered to idols, leave it alone. What you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for God's glory and don't offend others. I've heard some disturbing news. Some of you are using the Lord's Supper as an occasion to eat your own supper. Certain members are having a big meal while others are sitting there hungry. How can you embarrass your fellow believers this way? Remember, the bread and the cup represent the body and blood of our Lord. Don't be guilty of abusing these symbols. Disrespect of our Lord's body is the reason why some of you are sick. And yes, some have died. Therefore, examine yourselves when you come together around the Lord's table. Show reverence and show consideration for one another. You asked about spiritual gifts. Remember this. The Spirit of God deals with Christians differently. He gives each of us gifts for the purpose of serving others. This is like the human body. Each part works for the good of the whole. It's the same with the body of Christ. One part doesn't say to another, I don't need you. No, no. We all need each other's gifts. The gifts are different, but they all come from the same Spirit. Still, our gifts are useless without love. It's love that makes our gifts work for the benefit of others. Love makes you patient and kind instead of focusing on yourself. It prompts you to act properly with others and not be quick-tempered or selfish. Love embraces truth but doesn't keep track of what others have done wrong. 
It's always supportive and believes the best about others. Remember, our gifts are wonderful, but they're only temporary tools. Love will never pass away. Before I finish this letter, I want to make the gospel clear to you. Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose from the dead. The apostles and others are witnesses of his resurrection. Finally, he appeared to me, the most unworthy of all the apostles, because I persecuted the church of God. Yet, God's grace works in me. The resurrection of Christ is the foundation of our faith. If he's not alive, then those who die no longer exist. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, there's no hope in the world. And all we have is this life. But the good news is this. Christ did rise from the dead. And because he did, we will too. Christ will rule over this world and abolish death itself. The last trumpet will sound and the dead will rise with their glorified bodies. Then the bodies of those who are still alive will be changed. This takes the sting out of dying and death is no longer victorious. (laughs) Don't you see? God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll end this letter by reminding you that the Christians in Jerusalem need our financial help because of the great famine. Each of you should set some money aside to help them. Give according to how God has prospered you. Collect offerings, and then I will send some of you to Jerusalem with your gifts. Stand firm in your faith and be strong. Do everything with love. Oh, uh, Aquila and Priscilla told me to send you their greetings. I'm asking God to give you the grace of our Lord Jesus. And my friends, I want you to know that I love you. For more, go to BibleTelling.org.